we are okay. We don't have to be more. We are exactly who we need to be in the moment, no matter how uncomfortable, no matter, you know, how scary it might seem, no matter what fears come up for you, you are exactly where you need to be. And where you have come from has gotten you to this place for whatever reason. I don't believe that anything happens by accident. I believe in divine timing. And I know that if I wasn't meant to be in this season of my life right now, being challenged, being pushed, I wouldn't be. And so, and just taking that moment to just be still and remind myself of that, that literally leads us into our conversation today, talking about journaling and what journaling has done for me and the power of it. Hey, you. Welcome to the Surrender to Thrive podcast, a podcast that centers the life experiences of Black healers, wellness professionals, and creatives. I'm Melanie, founder of Surrender to Thrive and relationship and trauma therapist. And I'm Victoria, licensed professional counselor and founder of Trust Between Us, a safe place to store your thoughts. Every week, we'll be sitting down with folks from our community to have intimate conversations and take a holistic and honest dive into what it means to be well in life, love, and business. So get comfy and join us for this week's episode. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Serena to Thrive podcast. We're your host, Mel. And Vic. And to... Okay. I haven't been a long time. Okay. What was that? Because I was trying to... I was... Yeah, I was... I mixed up my words. Um, I was about to say something I wasn't necessarily supposed to say at that time. Anyway... <laughs> Welcome back to the episode of Friends to Thrive podcast. This month, we are discussing seasonal wellness, taking care of ourselves through the seasons, specifically this time of year, fall, winter, when it's getting cold. Um, is The sun is, you know, daylight savings. The sun is not out as much. Um, and yeah, we start to feel a little stuck during this time of the year. But I think that's the purpose of this season is to sit the fuck still. Uh, is to be not necessarily stuck but just to be still but I think we're still um operating from like the summer and springtime of year when we just moving fast we're in productivity mode we moving and moving we moving around and it's like the season it the season is urging us to be still and to sit and um to rest so in saying that I want to have a conversation about journaling because one I think that it's something that we we come to know that is helpful, but really understanding the power the power that comes from journaling, from having a conversation with ourselves through a, a writing practice or ritual, um, or whatever how way you journal. Because some people do audio journaling, which I've had before. But um, yeah, I want to get into that conversation. But Vic, you have something for us today. Yeah, and going with that theme of stillness, you know, Mel, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. Oh, I thought you were asking me a question. <laughs> <laughs> no, put, put your feet flat on the ground, close your eyes, and repeat after me, and then I'll read the passage that follows. Okay. Let me know when you're ready. I'm going to put my back against the, the chair. All right, take you a couple deep breaths if you need to. And y'all, she do not know what I'm going to say. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> But no, in a in a moment of being stillness, I mean, wherever you are right now, listening to this podcast, I want everybody just, like I said, get grounded, put your feet flat on the ground, you know, rest your back against something solid, or if you're laying down, it's fine too. 
And just repeat these words, whether out loud or internally, say, I am exactly who I need to be in this moment. And really think about what that means. So we are talking about journaling today, and I wanted to start off with that because all of your past actions are teaching moments for your present self. Every lesson takes you to the present moment to exactly who you need to be. In this season of your life, in this season of the world, whether it be like, you know, fall seasons or just seasons of transitions and change, we often forget that we are okay. We don't have to be more. We are exactly who we need to be in the moment, no matter how uncomfortable, no matter, you know, how scary it might seem, no matter what fears come up for you, you are exactly where you need to be. And where you have come from has gotten you to this place for whatever reason. I don't believe that anything happens by accident. I believe in divine timing. And I know that if I wasn't meant to be in this season of my life right now, being challenged, being pushed, I wouldn't be. And so, and just taking that moment to just be still and remind myself of that, that literally leads us into our conversation today, talking about journaling and what journaling has done for me and the power of it. So yeah, I just wanted to take that moment, Mel. You can join us again. And I'm a, come through. <laughs> like I just, yeah. I just flew like, in right now. Wait a minute. I know it goes. This is a sermon right now. Like what's Man, happening? I'm um, just, I'm just flowing. Okay, okay, girl. Because I'm in my power, you know. Hey, up message. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh Lord! At first, I was like, "Is she reading from somebody?" No, she's not reading from anything. I blended it. You blend? Okay. So I started okay. off with something, but then I took it to my own way. Real, yeah, real smooth, I, yeah. <laughs> you felt it because I seen your body relax a little. You're like, oh. Yeah. I was like, okay. I love it. Girl, add it to your repertoire. Add it to the, the resume. Um, what, is, what would we call it? Like, uh, not, like not meditation, but like. Um, Guided a, affirmations. I don't know. You know like a, a word. We'll, Girl, I'm we'll work on it. Yeah, we'll, we'll work, work on, on it. it. <laughs> We'll ask our homie. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, y'all, I really like that. You know, the things that I said and, you know, also read, like I said, it, it really means a lot because uh, Mel challenged me to do some journaling, y'all. And it was yeah. a video. Yeah. A quick video. It was a oh, short yeah. video oh, yeah. mm-hmm. about uh, what is it, like morning pages where you spend 20 minutes of your day just dumping no matter what it is, dumping everything that's mm-hmm. in your mind and clearing your head. And so I don't know if it was I res- was resistant or what, but I'm just like, I don't even have a routine. Like, I'm, I'm just all over the place right now. And so it really took me just deciding after I almost failing a test um, simply because I was unprepared. It really took me saying, you know what? I have to have a routine. Like, I cannot continue to operate in this space of just good enough when mm-hmm. I know I'm better than this. And so I, it goes back to what my dad used to tell me when I got like a it felt like I had so much pressure on me to get these straight A's. And I think I came home with like a C one time. And my dad told me, he was like, I'm not mad. If this is your best, then I'm mad. He said, no, then I'm not mad. He said, but if this is your best and that's what you're telling me you got, you know, there's nothing I can do about it, but accept it. He said, but since I know this isn't your best, that's why I'm mad. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that made so much sense because I didn't get my best. And he was letting me know I'm not accepting less than. I'm not going to accept it from you and you shouldn't accept it for yourself. And so that really just reminded me, like, you know what? I want better for myself. What I'm doing isn't working. Why not try this? Why not just go ahead and see what happens? And I remember the first day I tried journaling, but at 20 minutes, um, I was like, wow, 
you know, I also, you know, had incorporated working out again. I also had incorporated meditation, like all of these things at once collectively seemed to help. But it was literally me sitting there and just writing whatever came to my mind and dumping my mind when I started to notice like those thoughts that are popping in and out, those intrusive thoughts, those racing thoughts, they weren't there anymore. It was just like a moment of just like being where I didn't feel judged. I didn't feel like I had to control anything. I just was present in that moment. And so for me, journaling has really changed like my mindset about things. I I don't want to just do the first thing that comes to my mind and run off to, you know, retail therapy all the time. I can literally take a moment to myself and I have a playlist that I play. I lock my door and I just let, let it be that this is my time that's uninterrupted. I don't care if the house on fire, like, of course, if the house on fire, I'm going to leave, but it's really like that feeling of no matter what's going on in this moment right now, I'm in full control and Mm -hmm. I can choose and make a choice to be intentional and present in this moment, which is something that is so hard for me. So journal has really helped me to practice being, you know, in the here and now. Mm -hmm. I love that. I I definitely, I always been a journaler, but I, there are seasons where I can become inconsistent and then I'll go back to it. And I think it's, I don't know when it was when I decided to look back at my old journals, um, like back in high school. And I would do that every so often, but it had been a while since I'd done that. And y'all like the questions I had right now in my thirties that I have right now were answered that gave me all the answers back when I was in high school. So like even going back and, and reflecting on my progress of how far I've come or who I was during that time in my life, it was just eye-opening because I'm like, wow, I don't do that no more. Or wow, like I'm still the same, but in like a really, uh, in a, I felt gratitude for that, you know, like when it comes to some of the things that I'm still um maintaining or parts of me that are just still me and just me at my core so I could appreciate those things then there are things that like relationships and stuff I was like oh I'm seeing these patterns uh so I think that journaling has been um a tool for me to almost like a snap a snapshot of my journey kind of like when we look at old photo albums like I might have like these old family photo albums in we'll sit down and look like, oh my God, look at me when I was a baby. Or, oh, like you literally could see like the progression over time in pictures. I feel like that's the same thing with journaling. You see the progress over time or you see where there's still some stagnation or whatever it may be. Um, And I don't know, I feel like journaling, why did that, when I asked you about that practice, um, not practice, not actually joining that challenge that I saw on YouTube, Cause I've never really done morning pages. I heard people do it, you know, um, have done it before, but I was like, this would be cool. See what comes of it. Like first thing when I wake up in the morning, just grab my journal and start like seeing what comes out. And a lot of it was just like, oh my God, I'm so tired. Cause like nonstop journey, like don't try to think about it, just let go. Like, so I was really trying to be intentional about not overthinking or trying to think about things. And I'm like, am I doing this right? Am I, it was just so kind of interesting to do it as soon as I woke up because it's different when like a big part of, you know, if you journal at nighttime, so much has happened throughout the day. You have a lot more to, to talk about. But I noticed that either I'm talking about I'm tired or I'm talking about my experiences with dating and relationships. So I know that's something that's been on my mind and that happened to be on my mind in the morning. So it must have been on my mind when I went to sleep. <laughs> so it helps me to notice like certain patterns 
um, and certain things that come up for me like first thing in the morning. So that was interesting as well. Um, outside of like my to-do list, I think my first time journaling doing the challenge was like, oh my God, I have this to do, this to do. And usually I don't even wake up like that, but for some reason it just, that just what came out. And maybe because I had so much to do that my mind was still like, you know, yeah, tuned to like the, that type of um those thoughts or whatever. So no, journaling is it's powerful I would say that but one thing I don't do is like I haven't looked back or heard listened back to my audio recordings which is interesting that's something that I first I want to talk about like the fact you say you do as soon as you wake up like you still got the crust in your eye and you journaling like I mean that's the the challenge was when you wake up before you do anything yeah see journaling. I I didn't I didn't do the rules correctly <laughs> and I watched the video four to five times y'all I kid you not and really? I still was like Man, I'm gonna make it my own yeah you and do. so it's fine. I ended up like you know like I said I'm work I work out first and then I journal and so for me like part of that physical stress and that physical an- anxiousness is kind of shed already before I go into it and yet I'm still surprised that what I think I'm a journal about when I wake up and think about it I thought like oh I can't wait to write about this I never do because mm-hmm. by the time I go to work and now I'm like, okay, I feel a little bit better than something else comes up for me. So I might start with the topic that I think I initially had just like literally as soon as I wake up and it always transitions to something totally different. And it's like, I've been finding like, uh, I haven't gone back and read anything, but there are certain words and phrases that keep coming up for me, keep Mm -hmm. coming up, keep coming up. And so it's like, I kind of do, I think the other part of the challenge like to circle and underline certain things. But for me, I've been like underlining words that I know are repeating themselves so like this the word control and that kind of led me to like you know we had a life audit uh amongst me you and grace you know so mm-hmm. we had our life audit and we were talking about just kind of like this next season in our life what do we want for next year and I'm like I don't even know I need change I need to protect myself like it was just all this like almost defensiveness but I remember listening back to my recording and that was something that I had listened back to that kind of like that audio version of our journal that we talked about I had listened to it three, four times and I was so surprised to even hear it again and know like, man, I really have done everything I said outside mm-hmm. of maybe two or three things. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like looking back at the writing portion of journaling, like I'm a part of me is kind of scared because I'm like, I don't even know if I'm ready. Yet. <laughs> like, what did I write? What's going to come up? So like I said, I could, I'm mindful of what's repeating, but like the things that, you know, like those subliminal messages that we probably tell ourselves are um through those writings I'm just like I'm scared to to see what what mm. that looks like because it's like so much is changing for me right now and I'm embracing so much I'm just like man can I handle another thing and I feel like just like I started journaling and when I felt like the time was right even it was like a week or so after that challenge was presented to me it's like I feel like I'm gonna end up reading it when the time is right mm. like it's just gonna happen I'm gonna have the, the inkling to do it I'm not gonna fight it so like even today, instead of doing the morning pages, I took some time and uh, I wrote a letter to my grandmother who passed away. Mm. And it was hard. It was really hard. And um, my therapist had challenged me to write it. I remember so I'm not writing it. I'm not writing it at all. But I didn't set 20 minute timer or nothing. I didn't want to time myself. I wanted to write whatever I felt I needed. And it was very hard for me to stay focused on not bashing myself, not talking about the blame and hatred I felt and all these things. Like I really want to focus on what do I want her to know? What do I want to tell her that I feel like I didn't get to say? And man, y'all, it was, it was, it was rough. It was rough. And it took a lot of like, you know, deep breathing to get through it. And uh, at the end of the letter, I just put, you know, love always like, Mm 
Mm-hmm. Like I just want to know, like it's it's forever and always. And I even cracked a little joke in there. And I was like, I know I'm your favorite because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a joke we used to have. Because uh, I came to her house one day, and my grandmother used to have pictures all over the wall, and it was pictures of me. You know, I was the only child for nine years. You know, and then my her son's kids, my uh, cousins who are twins, they fraternal twins, and so she had a couple pictures more of them. I like why you got them in the water? They don't even come see you. You know, so it was in that, that last moment of journaling that I kind of laughed and was thinking about, um, yeah, just thinking about being like, I know she loved me, you know? So like all these thoughts that I was telling myself and, you know, the apprehension I had writing this letter, like today was the time for me to write it. And I didn't, I mean, I was, I procrastinated a little bit with it, but that's a whole other story within itself. Cause I was so anxious about writing it. And I was just like, man, this is going to be hard to do. But mm-hmm. after I did it, I was proud of myself. And I went to the gym and I left all there, like, you know, so, yeah, my bad. I didn't mean to get all emotional. No, don't apologize. <laughs> I was like, don't do it. Do not do that. <laughs> like, I, I'm sitting, I'm, I'm trying to hold back a smile. <laughs> you can't. I've been seeing you smiling <laughs> this whole time. Man, because man. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you know how me and Grace was talking? She was like, what do you mean? How was Vic before? I'm like, she was. It ain't that she was like. <laughs> Not vulnerable, it's just that definitely spurts. Yeah. <laughs> Versus consistently. I'm yeah. like, she is I think you're fully accepting being vulnerable and not really like trying to fight it no more. And that's what I noticed. That's, yeah, that's real. different. <laughs> that, that, I'm like, that I agree with. Like if something was coming up, you would like um we like you you would just make it where you would not have let those tears fall. I would say that they would right. have just been building up and you know went away type of thing. So I'm proud of you for even taking this because I know that your grandmother is a sensitive subject for you, um and that that's a a prolonged like grief um that she's been experiencing since her passing. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. No problem. The therapy session. (laughs) That's the power of journaling, though. That's the point of this. This the journaling will have have you in your feelings, Mm y'all, in the best ways, in the best ways. And I'm just grateful Mm -hmm. that you know. I still tell you, thank you for even presenting the challenge. Like you didn't like necessarily force me to do this, but it was like literally the timing of you just boom. I'm gonna insert this here, like in the Mm -hmm. timing of my therapist trying to put this in her for weeks. I'm like, Mm -hmm. all right, I get to it. And it literally started being, let me take my journal out the package. Let me just sit it on the bed. Let me sit it on the dress. Let me put an ink pen next to it. And I didn't even know the ink pen I chose said stay positive. Like it was like, (laughs) when I say everything lined up, but it was like me taking smaller steps to prepare myself to get ready. Yeah. And here we are like, man, yeah. I just noticed noticed so many different things. Like you said, me even being able to talk about it, I was just like, I I didn't plan on talking about this right here, right now. Right. But yeah. I'm just gonna let it flow. That's what I'm saying. I'm not controlling anything anymore. I'm literally surrendering to the moments that come and understanding that they happening for a reason. Mm-hmm. So. That's real. And I think even when I presented the challenge, I'm like, well, you want to try this? You didn't start right when I started because I started like mm-hmm. the next day, and I think you started maybe like a week or so later. Mm-hmm. So you did it in your, like you said, in your own time and just kind of was preparing yourself to not like try to do something just because, you know, I'm so excited about or interested. And in. I was just like, I kind of, that's just kind of who I am. I'm like, you want to try? Cool. If not, that's yeah. cool too. I don't really try to push somebody to do anything, but I don't know. It'd it be interesting how life be. I don't know. I mean, lately, I've been thinking we've been in sync a lot because remember when uh, 
what was it? Oh, when you were saying you had your word for the year, you said the voice recorded. Oh, you. and then 11, and that like 11. happened. Someone just like look up and it was like 11, 11. I was like, to my, she'd be sending this number all the time. So it's just so interesting how a lot of synchronicities have been showing up, not only in like, you know, the woo woo world, but just in general. <laughs> right, know? right. So um, thank you for sharing that. Um, but that's real though. I think um, I used to tell, when I was being transparent about my own journaling practice with clients, um, I would tell them that the power in looking back and reading back on things, because, you know, sometimes you'd be like, I'm feeling stuck or I don't have answers to this or I'm really just curious. I'm trying to understand things. But I'm like, try to go back and looking at your journal like from years ago or earlier this year. And I swear, like, you will be mind blown. <laughs> like, I think I would yeah. guarantee you would be mind blown about certain things or what answers you will be able to receive but sometimes it is in your own timing because I can say big read your journals right now you probably mm, not right now and like you said you will have that that urge to read them and it'll be the perfect time to to do that and I think it was the same thing for me when I look back at my high school journal and the questions I still had about myself and my relationships and I've received a lot of clarity around clarity around certain things so I just think that journaling like I said is just it helps us to uh, be kind of like our own therapist in a way. It's an opportunity to talk to ourselves, have conversations with ourselves um, and work through. Just put our put put the weight of our emotions and our thoughts on paper rather than carrying them, because um, that can be a lot too to just walk around um, and holding everything and having nowhere to put it. A lot of us don't have community. A lot of us don't have people that we trust or that we can talk to. So having that conversation with yourself, rather than be just in reflection or on paper or audio, um, can be perfect. It just be a perfect way to unleash a lot of what we're carrying. Um, and we had an episode a while back. I probably um I'll link it in the show notes, but it was talking about different ways that we can journal. Cause some people like, I don't want to sit down and write. You're like, I don't feel like writing. Every day I don't feel like writing. Um, but, um, you can paint, if you're a drawer, you can literally journal how you want to, you can do whatever you want to do when it comes to journaling. It doesn't have to be writing words. It can be poetry. It can be drawings. It can be, um, anything audio. Like sometimes when I don't feel like journaling, I would just audio record rather on like on my phone or I'll just talk to you and grace. I'll just send recordings and I'd be like, I'm just speaking out loud. <laughs> like I'm just reflecting. Cause sometimes it's just enough. Um, and I know that my, my thoughts and feelings are safe with y'all. So it's, it's easy for me to just, um, put it there and not expect y'all to like have to carry it away. It's just literally like, it's, a, it's our space to just put, put where we're going through there. And if y'all want to say something like I can, but we always say like, you don't have to share anything, you know, it's just really me. Um, yeah, putting it out, putting, putting it out there and also just knowing that my, Thoughts and feelings are safe with y'all. So I do appreciate the community I do have too. It's a part of me reflecting and journaling and stuff too. Absolutely. And I just want to add the disclaimer. We are not talking about negative self-talk when you're talking to yourself. We are talking about pure, <laughs> honest thoughts. Like if you hear voices, please go tell somebody and get some help. Because that's <laughs> no. Real. Like, no, for real. <laughs> I just said, because, you know, a lot of people think like, oh, I'm my own therapist. Yeah, this works. But they lying to themselves still. So, you yeah. know, so I just want people to understand, like, you truly got to be honest and understand 
and journalists for you. You don't have yeah. to share it with nobody. If you choose to, great. Like Mel said, have you a community of people who are going to be honest with you. Um, but it, it only works when you're honest. Like even when I write poetry and I, you know, I recently put out that book, it was about my truth. It wasn't about anybody else. It wasn't about, you know, being no bestseller. It was simply about me being honest enough to share my story and understand that there's a piece of me. It's not all of me. And, and just trusting that those who want the book, those who want to read it. Cool. I have people who bought the book. I know they didn't read it. They just want to support it. And that's cool and all, but I really appreciate the people who have even read one poem, read something mm-hmm. and, and share something and just use it to connect and uplift other people. Cause that's all I ever wanted, you know, from writing. So now I'm writing for myself and using that same tool to, you know, uplift myself and give me mm-hmm. what I need. So kind of like Mel said, it is therapeutic and it can be very powerful, but only if you're honest. So that's mm-hmm. something like I, when I write, I'm, I'm my most honest self. Mm-hmm. And now I'm allowing that to come out externally as well. And yeah, like you said, man, I think I'm in an era where I'm just embracing it. I'm, I'm vulnerable and it's powering it and I can talk about things and understand it. You can't tell me about me, like no matter who it is. That's why I don't care about sharing things no more. But I tell people, you only know what I tell you. Don't think you know me from that. But, <laughs> oh. but you know, gotta gotta plug it because people are trying still. Don't get it twisted. No. <laughs> oh, but no, for real though, I, I just appreciate, like I said, just having that opportunity to be honest with myself and, and leave yeah. it all on the pages. Man. Yeah. And that honesty is hard. I I remember recently was your was like, whoa, I gotta put this on paper. It was kind of like, because I could probably I could dance around a little bit, but I'm like. Once I put it on paper, I'm like, shit. And I even journaled to myself. Like, this was hard to fucking admit to myself. Um, something I noticed in myself or how I show up in the world or how I show up in my relationships. So sometimes those, it is hard. And I think that's maybe why a lot of people procrastinate when it comes to journaling because, like, you truly have to be honest. Like, what the fuck are we writing and telling lies Man. for? Like, <laughs> what, that what, once what you know better, you got to do better. That, right. That's, that's why I said, I ain't ready to look back just yet. <laughs> yeah. And I think so. I think that's could be the scary part. I remember my client mentioned, she was like, I'm scared to look back. Like, I feel like I would, it would make things worse if I look back. I'm like, I'm truly afraid of looking back. Um, Cause I was thinking about all the great things would come from looking back. And she like, hell no, I look back at that. I'm going to feel worse about my experiences. And that's real too, because it's like, well, if I look back and I know that nothing has changed, you know, um, <laughs> you know, well, yeah. if things are still the same, I'm still doing the same things or having the same thoughts or whatever. So um, it, it definitely is a, I don't know. I feel like it's some it's some definitely a mind shift, you know, to to see am I'm, I'm being the same, but what the what what's really what's really happening? I don't know. I, I maybe it's just me. I can look at it and see the positive intention of like looking back at something, even if it's hard to look back at it. But um I can understand that somebody's just like, I'm not ready to look back because it's it's hard to see the truth. Um, especially something I told myself, you know. It's, it, it would be very hard. You know, we can hear things from other people and be, you know, we kind of avoid those things, but we can't avoid ourselves because it's us, you know. That part. And I think that, <laughs> that within itself, you know, it just speaks to, it's a journey. It's a, it's a journey and it's a process. And, you know, it, it, I do believe there's a certain point where you got to, you got to get that push. You do need a little push if you are constantly finding yourself stuck and running and running and running because you can't run forever. Trust me, I, I tried. Mm-hmm. I had a good stretch of y'all a couple decades in of running, but it, it's so much easier to not run. Yeah, I swear it's so much easier just to be still and be present because I'm just like, oh, OK, that ain't too bad. You know, yeah. like all we've endured, all we've tried to run from when you finally just face you. You realize like, 
okay, yeah, it hurts still, but it don't hurt nearly as bad as I thought. It ain't like mm-hmm. I just got hit by a bus. It's more like, ah, you stepped on my baby toe, but I'm going to be all right. You know, yeah. so that, that's the difference in the pain that I feel when I like, running from it and then finally catching up and I'm exhausted and I'm tired and I'm not my best self versus pouring into myself, making sure I'm energized, making sure I'm taking care of me and then addressing something. It's just different. It's just mm-hmm. different. So yeah. that whole nurturing, nurturing a sense of it all, you know? Yeah. It's this cult that be like, wherever you go, there you are. Because just mm. like people be like running, like, I'm going to move to Atlanta. I'm going to move to Texas. I'm going to move to California. I'm going to get away from all these problems. But there you are. All your problems you're carrying with you. All those emotions, all those thoughts, mm-hmm. they reside within you. So you, mm-hmm. you're not leaving them in wherever you are you wherever you go there they are you know so just remember that. i love that yeah get that tattoo now <laughs> i know how i am like oh it gotta it gotta be something that i really can stick with for the rest of my life but that, that hey but that is when it sticks so well yeah what is something that you notice through your journaling practice with something that you are open to sharing when it comes to like um yeah, something that's this become a pattern for you. Hmm. I think I've noticed, like on outside of like me saying, like I don't have as many racing thoughts. Mm-hmm. I've also noticed like my anger has just been controlled. I remember I think I was talking to you, I was talking to somebody else too about I feel like my anger is becoming bad again. Like it's revving mm-hmm. back up. And I was like very irritable and just feeling like on edge about a lot. And finding myself being afraid of the anger. But since I've been journaling, I haven't really felt a lot of anger. Like I literally be in a car and I got road rage, y'all. But mm-hmm. since, Motherfucker, since, bitch, I'm like, no. I do not talk like that, guys. Don't believe the hype. I do not say those. She'd be like, words. excuse me. I'm sorry. My bad. These people should get back I, to her regular I, stuff. I, that is not me. Uh, I am pleading the fit. But. <laughs> But I do know that in my crazy erratic driving at times, um, I could just get angry. I could have bad intentions when driving. And I Mm -hmm. have been more mindful of that, taking a moment to just understand that other things could be happening in that person's world. I don't know if they rush into um, a patient or if they're rushing home because something happened to a family member. I don't know. And so I try to have a little bit of grace now when driving, at least I've noticed that. And just everyday things that make me mad. Like I was in in class upset and I was just so calm. Like I just use breathing now. Like, mm-hmm. like that's something I've been asking for like helping guidance around. It's like how to just really titrate my anger to where I don't have to bottle it up, but I don't have to let it all out either. So mm-hmm. I know you know all about titration. I sure yeah. look at you using these somatic uh terms. Yeah, I had a little <laughs> somatic therapist for a couple times. You know how that went. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I did I always take something from things. So the titration of it all was something that was like really helpful for me at that time. So mm-hmm. yeah in journaling I, I've just found that I don't have to let things out in a way that can be harmful to somebody like I could just write it all down and, and let it be yeah. and know that I've been honest about the anger I process the anger and then I can come back and, and talk about things or respond to things in a way that is thoughtful versus yeah. impulsive so that's something that I feel like journalists really help me it's like to kind of temper or control my uh, impulsivity yeah I think it I think to your point I think it journaling does like build emotional capacity um, especially like, you know, we learned that anger is like the tip of the iceberg, but they don't really, um, we don't really, we're not really 
identifying those underlying feelings. So like when we're journaling, we're able to be a little bit more vulnerable and honest. And that kind of helps, like you said, um, to relieve some of the more, um, what kind of feelings we want to call them? Yeah, I won't even call them extreme feelings, just the feelings that we Challenging, feel. Challenging, yeah. Yeah, just the, the the difficult thing, the difficult emotions and feelings that come up. And I think for me, something I've been noticing is that, I guess this thing that keeps coming over and over again, like my lady said, like I be knowing things, but I don't, I don't, um, I act like I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. I just don't know. Like that's like my cop out in a way, just like, I don't want to have to say the truth I, or I don't want to have to, um, even when I'm comfortable with the truth is just like, sometimes it's just like, maybe other people won't be comfortable with it. So I would just act like, I just don't know. Um, or I'll just make a mental note of it and then come back to it. So I think there's something I've been doing with myself, but I know it's in my journaling where it's just like, I be knowing stuff or I have the answers to things, but I be acting like I don't know. And I think it's because I'm not um, continuing to trust my own words or my own um, way of being. I don't know. It's, I'm going to go again. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes it can just be hard to... Like I said, I don't know. <laughs> Look, I challenge myself to say, I don't know. It can be hard to, I can know things, but to communicate them to other people, like I got really comfortable with holding space for myself and knowing what I know, but to communicate that to someone else, that's where it's like difficulty in. And it can be for numerous reasons. Because for sometimes, how, do, how will people take that if I say this? There used to be a thing for me, like, if I say this or I share my vulnerability, like, would I be received? So I think that's where I can come with, like, I don't know. Or if I do know something about something, um, whether it be, like, sometimes, like, even with you, like, if I know something or I'm recognizing that you have you moving through something difficult, especially, like, in the past, and you'd be like, no, nah, I'm good, but I won't even say nothing right in there. I wouldn't be like, you ain't good or you just, you, you just saying that. I'll just make a mental note of it. You know, I'll just be like, okay, you know, and not even say nothing else. But uh, I'm about to say, I don't know. <laughs> oh my God, this is so funny. Um, but yeah, that's something I just noticed about myself is just um, not being disciplined and trusting what I know, you know, so. Yeah, but I think that's real. When you talked about like, the the vulnerability piece and if you safe enough to be vulnerable because i've been in spaces where i was trying to be more vulnerable and it was not the right audience y'all and it mm, backfired yeah. and i was sitting there looking stupid like why did i just do this mm -hmm. and it wasn't you could it wasn't anything anybody could tell me to this day that would have made that feel okay ever mm -hmm. um but my therapist his favorite thing is i don't know it's not an acceptable answer yeah. like he <laughs> loves to tell me i'm like oh my goodness i'm like i don't know right now though <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he always like challenged me to dig deep. He's like, "So you uncomfortable now? You don't know nothing?" I'm like, "Oh, here we go, here we mm -hmm. go." But, it, but that's real because, like you said, sometimes like I feel like I have to be mindful in saying things too. Because sometimes I have to ask myself, like, "Do I need to say what I want to say right now? Is this the time and space for it? And why am I saying it? Is this going to add value to this person, or am I asking a question just because I want to know, or do I truly care and do I have a yeah. solution? Do they want my solution? Like now, I think more practically in that, but." Like we be knowing, we be mm -hmm. knowing, but I also have a hard time with saying things out loud because once I say it, acknowledge something, I gotta do something about it. Yeah. Especially when it comes to myself. And it's like 
I got to understand that no matter what comes with this, I didn't chose, you know, I didn't chose that. Okay. This was going to happen. I done said it out loud. It's real. Like mm-hmm. we got to deal with this now. And so that the, to remove the, I don't know means there's no more running for me. Like it means mm-hmm. I got to show up and I got to, I got to take action. And that's yeah. even with friends too. Like if I see something happening, like, you know, for so long and I'm like, yeah, okay, I, they, I, I trust they're going to figure it out. But then stuff get detrimental. Like, okay, now this is impacting other people in their lives or impacting me. Okay. Now I got to say something. And that's when I have to have those heart to heart sit down conversations that can get uncomfortable. But for me, it's like that timing, that timing is everything. So sometimes we do got to play crazy, but other times I'm just like, <laughs> now nah, uh, you finna know about this. You gonna yeah. know that I seen this because you got me messed up and you got yourself messed up. But I, I want you to know that I see you. So, yeah. yeah, that's real. I think that's what it is for me. That declar- saying like declaring something out loud. It's yeah. like, okay, it's it's out there now. Like it ain't just in your head no more. You didn't say it out loud to yourself. You hear it. You might even tell somebody else. So to say like the things that I know that I want and desire out of life, it's like it's going it, it gets real. Like, okay, you mm-hmm. say you want this, okay. And every time I said I wanted something, I'm always challenged to like stay disciplined in that. And I think that's the scary part. It's just like once I say it, I mean you got to stay disciplined. You know, and it, it it challenged me in ways where I'm just like, fuck, like this is, I got to do that now. But I really, I want to go back to what I know, you know, so um, I feel more comfortable in doing what I always done. But I always been a person who's just like, I don't like having to repeat cycles. I don't have to. Like certain things I know, like I, why I repeated them. Like yeah. I needed to do that. I needed to learn more about myself or more about how I'm showing up. So I appreciate those cycles in my journaling and also just in life in general. So, um, so yeah, so I think that this podcast is a journal. I literally, I changed the type of podcast, you know how sometimes it could be like mental health and wellness or alternative, right? you know, whatever, but I changed it to personal journal. So literally this podcast is our journal for me and you or also the guests that we have on other healers and wellness professionals. So yeah this is the journal all right y'all that's it for this week's episode thank you for listening and stay tuned for part two if you're enjoying what you're hearing so far please leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts or whatever podcast streaming platform you use as always remember the journey is never complete and we'll be here next week bye